And that is baseball for you. You know, we, we talk about those Minnesota Twins, and tomorrow we'll be joined by Corey Provis as they get set for a uh, new series against Detroit. And and it's baseball. You know, even even after the uh, the series win in Toronto, after the being swept in tight games in Tampa, they get to Toronto and, and they get a couple of wins, a couple of dramatic, and then, then they drop a dramatic loss in game three. So the taste in your mouth was like, oh. But then you realize – they won that series, and it's so baseball, Brad. That that uh, after that, that feeling of of let down and what might have been, and the could have swept, and then uh, we got to worry about this injury. Who's coming up? Wins Buxton back, and it's it's a great adage in sports. Winning truly does cure all. So they they take the series, and now they take two from Milwaukee, yep. and all of a sudden you're feeling today is hey, feeling pretty. It is winning is the in sport. Winning is the end-all cure, is it not? Well, you know? and I, I think you caught a you caught a Brewers team at the right time too. Uh, right. A team that's kind of scuffling a little bit, especially the way that they the the way you win that uh, the game that come back there with Correa hits the home run like that, and, and then you you know you you bounce back, you fall behind early, and and you know those are a couple of nice wins in right. different different ways. Come from behind, win, and then you get a, you get one big inning and. Uh, Rocco managed the bullpen actually fairly well. He brought in Duran in the no. eighth, and I think why is he going to go two innings? And then you know Corey made the point is like you know Milwaukee's probably best hitters were coming up in the eighth. Sure, got through that no problem. And then Sometimes Griffin, you got to save the game in the eighth, right? I, I think he did basically. And then Griffin Jacks comes in in the ninth, and he's been, you know, he, he struggled. But like Dick Bramer said the other day, he was really unlucky too. It wasn't like they were hitting. You know, he had some games where they just didn't hit a lot of you know balls off him. You know, bloops and bleeders here and such. And yeah. he came in a nice, nice and tidy ninth inning, and that's just you know yeah. four two win two hours and what two seventeen or something Let's like go. that. And, and, hey. and winning and winning cures all. And, and the attitude well, today now, is yeah. uh, winning cure, period, plain and simple in sport. Winning cures. All. It, it changes your attitude. It changes the step. It changes the optimism. It changes everything. That's why that saying has been around for so long because it literally cures all. It's just if you're not feeling like, you know, where's our team today? You know, so you win everything. Food tastes better. More used to say, food tastes better. Jack, food tastes better the next day. <laughs> you head to the park with a different attitude the next day. Uh, you know, you love your wife more the next day. You know, for winning, it's like it's amazing how winning it just perpetuates over there. So there you go. To Now, twins drop tonight. Guess what? You're going to be like, oh, man, see, I knew it wasn't good. Then they win the next day and go, ooh, the food tastes better the next day. There's a Sunday. <laughs> winning winning yes. is, is that's what winning does. And that's why you play to win. That's, that's what winning does. The Red Hawks were feeling high on Sunday. They had swept Chicago, had an off day Monday. The lake is going to be great. The water is going to just be terrific if you're going to the cabin. The off day you spend with your significant other or, your, or the guys and everything's good. Tuesday comes out, you drop a tight game, but you're not too And you drop another one. Now all of a sudden the Red Hawks are in that kind of that boat going, oh, you're going to come back. But guess what? They win tonight. They're going to walk into Sioux Falls feeling, all right, we're on a roll. We're feeling good. We're near the top of the it's, it's amazing how winning just has that impact, Brad. That's the way we live in sport, you know? That's yeah, the way and, we and live. It's hard in baseball because it's such a grind, even well, even in the American Association right. when it's 100 games. I mean, you're going to have you're going to have some snags from time to time, and especially when you're playing 162 and, you know, guys are getting hurt and there's nicks and bruises and there's good luck and bad luck and everything else. It's just going to happen from time to time. Yeah. And uh, you just it's it's hard to – yeah, baseball you can't afford because yeah, it's all season, but it's a, it's a matter. It's right. our, our emotions. It's the, the body, the win and loss. It's like you don't not, – you're not the end of the world if you lose. 
But boy, when you win, it just feels better. <laughs> well, yeah, you, you feel like your, your problems, uh, the, the problems on the team aren't quite as uh, aren't quite as right. magnified as you uh, good point. As you suggest that kind of yeah. overshadows whatever else yeah. might be going on. Well, maybe we can win with these guys, and maybe not the full package. Of, <laughs> right. Maybe, maybe then you get thumped and go. See, we got to make a change. We got to make a trade. Oh, we got yeah. to blow everything up and start <laughs> all over. Right. Uh, this day, uh, great show today. Number one. Hey, by the way. You know, Rad and I and, and Derek here on the, on the show, we love to highlight certainly local, regional, national, but local. And in ca- from the in case you haven't noticed file, you know, here come the old jackets from Perm in the state 2A baseball tournament. And they're a random draw. For those that, if you're not sure what that is, it is what it means. You know, there are seedings. And then as you, you random draw, and then that's you, and then you move on. Um, so, you know, ones, twos, threes, you know, four place five, you get some yep, random draws. five and three so, random draws, yep. Well, that's it, 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 typical, yeah, easy, it's tough. Uh, so, so Perm's a random draw. Well, now they've, they've kind of maneuvered their way through the state 2 a tournament to the title game, the championship final, which is tomorrow at 1, and they're at CHS Field, so the guys are going to love that. That's great. And they'll face Esco at 1 o'clock, who is the one seed in the 2A tournament. But to Perm, right here in our, our backyard, got a lot of folks that tune in from that area. Uh, they're going to have Coach uh, Mulcahy is going to uh, uh, is going to join us today because their game is tomorrow and uh, and, and today is Thursday. So we're going to kind of get a little feel on what what has made Perm tick this year, mm-hmm. how exciting it's been on this two A track. You know how when you're a random draw and you get to the final. What's the challenge tomorrow? Do you have any arms left tomorrow? Getting a chance to play in that that big field, you know, at CHS, the beautiful diamond there at CHS, yep. you know what that's like. So I'm kind of excited to have Coach on today. Yeah, they, they had on. a pretty good section in 8AA. DGF had uh, DGF had a nice team. I know Thief River was uh, was all right, and uh, uh, they've well they went through. I think they had the 12 inning game with Foley, but they had uh, East they had an extra inning game with East Grand. They had an 11 inning game with DGF in the 8AA playoffs. So. They're no stranger to this. They won a couple of two-one games, and um, you know, I, I, just a shout out because that's once you get into that state baseball tournament, Oof. I think it's kind of tough for the teams up this direction to get kind of the respect. And I think maybe we saw that with Perm, maybe we've seen that with Faustin too, with the, the run they've made in Class A. So you got two teams from the northern tier of Minnesota in the uh, in, in a couple of those championship games. That's really, great. really good stuff. I'm glad we could could highlight that. John McLaughlin will join us at twelve forty. We uh, we certainly give a give a, give airtime for this, and uh, uh, you know, cancer. And I can't you can't find one person probably on this planet that isn't affected some way in cancer, but specifically uh, testicular cancer. And so, you know, John McLaughlin and that you know the 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 sweaty testicle festival committee. Now these are gonna be, you're gonna hear me say some words that are. That that are catchy and go. Who did Jack say that? But it's done for a reason to draw awareness to the to testicular cancer, the fight for it, the fundraising of it, and everything that the sweaty ball uh, uh, golf tournament, all the scramble, and all the money raised. So John McLaughlin will will talk a little bit today on on the on the sweaty ball uh, uh, event and uh, the the. You know, in the fall, I think they've had some events with the with the testicle festival committee. I've said testicle not twice, Brad. It's not even twelve nineteen. The um, so John, but but you know what, Brad and I were talking. They're ingenious for for naming it how they've named it because the the, the and John will tell more about this because they want to draw attention. You know, to be to test to check uh, to to be on top of to be aware of and and uh, you know on on cancer of that and specifically. 
you know, testicular cancer and all that. So the big John will be long. He can tell you all about what's happening and the fundraising for it and and what's happening. But the uh, but but sweaty ball. Um, and we have nice uh, things. He always, he brought by some uh, some golf balls and some shirts there, pink shirts there, and things like that. He did. So that's uh, that's pretty cool to be wearing that around. Uh, a couple of things. So there, got through that promotion there, Brad. To, to, there's no way to your te- promote the, the promotional portion I, of the program. I don't yes. know which way to tease that. <laughs> it just sounds, sounds kind of dirty, but it's not. It's it's, it's for very, a reason. It's very worthwhile for a reason. Yeah. Uh, Brad, quickly, this day in history. I said this to Joel Heitkamp earlier. Uh, rare is it we use the word never when it comes to records because records are made to be broken. But we've used these before regarding Cy Young and, and things of that nature, his wins. I think we all agree on some. Ripken streak, it was the anniversary not long ago. Uh, here's another one that I always put in that category, Brad. You tell me if, if I'm okay to put it in the category of never. On this date, 1938, Johnny Vandermeer pitched his second straight no-hitter. Mm-hmm. Am I safe, Brad? Yes. think so, right? I think so. Okay. We have a hard time having pitchers go the full nine these days. So yeah. I think. And, and let alone when we see no hitters, but let alone, yeah, go full nine and then back up consecutive no hitters thrown. Yeah. Uh, I think we're safe. I mean, <laughs> 1938. I mean, I, you mean, have to, I mean, obviously you have to have great stuff to have no hit stuff or at least great stuff that day, but to do it two in a row and you got to have some good fortune too, you know? It's been 85 years. I think after 85 years, if it hasn't happened. Mm hmm. Probably safe to use the word. Yeah, I <laughs> think so. Yeah, how, it, you know, have we ever dissected how impressive that is? I mean, you just touched on some reasons now, but have we ever touched and put into perspective and and, and context on some of these? Because we just throw records around like, "Hey, how about that?" And you you dropped a record the other day, or it was Noah's Derek, you Derek know, about did. Texas and California. Western oh yes, Conference, yeah, that, was, you know, that was Derek. We drop numbers and, and stats, and that's our life: is stats and numbers and records and stories and history. And and we fly by him like, wasn't that great? Okay, moving on. We're gonna, you know, we kind of fly by him without, you know, we've dissected Ripken enough, I think, in the consecutive games. But I've never dissected. We've never really dove deep into Johnny Vandermeer and and with the Reds mm-hmm. and doing the consecutive no hitters. And Brad touched on it now. That is it extremely just improbable, or it has to be, I guess, against the numbers, but it, it is because um, every time there's a no hitter, what do we say? Oh, his next start, Johnny yep. Vandermeer, Johnny yep. Vandermeer, Johnny Vandermeer, and then it inevitably doesn't happen. I'm curious if anybody has come like close. That, that would be something that crosses my mind. If is anybody come close to touching John Vandermeer with Johnny Vandermeer, the Reds. George Ellis would probably know this because he's a big Red fan, too. Uh, or, I mean, Joseph, not that I am. I shouldn't have used the word two or also in that. I mean, I kind of grew up a Cardinals guy, but he was the Reds guy. Has anybody come close? Like, you know, threw a no-hitter, and then the next game, you know, oftentimes I, I hear myself going, oh, no-hitter's gone like in the second. You know, that boom, there goes that. Vandermeer's market safe. It's almost like the, the Dolphins in their perfect season, you know, when you're, you're going through the undefeated season. Up oh, there close, and then the my old Miami Dolphins all have a party and throw a guy. So I don't know if anybody's come close in the second. So I found this is actually MLB.com. This oh. is from last year, about a year ago to the day last year. And it actually, it was because they wrote the story. It's Johnny Vandermeer's back to back no hitters. Okay. Jordan Zimmerman of the Nationals. Uh, 
he threw a no-hitter in his final start of the regular season in 2014. Okay. And then pitched in game two of the NLDS against the Giants. He took a shutout into the ninth inning. Oh, I, I remember this oh, game. Remember yes. this game? Yes. It was a one nothing Nationals lead. The Giants, Matt Williams took him out. And yes. Then, then the Giants tied it, and then they went 18 innings. Yes. Yes. Great uh, get right and, there, and of Brad. Course, and, of course, the Giants won the World Series that year. Great get right there. But anyway, that, outside of that, that's that, a good call. For that outing, eight and two-thirds, three hits, one run, six strikeouts. Not bad. The Giants. Okay. Well, that answers the question. That's, I, that's, I, the, that's the first one on the list. Huh. Uh, Nolan Ryan, 1981, with the Astros. Yeah. Threw one, uh, he threw a no-hitter September 26, 81, against the Dodgers. His following start against the Reds. Went the distance, seven hits, one run, nine strikeouts, but it was a complete game. Hey, uh, Nolan Ryan is a fairly decent pitcher. He wasn't too bad. He has a couple of records that uh, <laughs> people prob- might be familiar with. That's probably, this question I asked is probably just go to who throw, who's throwing the most no-hitters, <laughs> right. just see what their next start was. Um, yeah, that's good. Well, okay. this, oh, I like this one. We go a little further down okay. the line. Cy Young. Cy Way Cy back in uh, May of 1904. Ot for Grandma Ada was born. Yep. Uh, right. May of 1904. He no-hit the athletics. That'd be the Philadelphia athletics. There you go. <laughs> His follow-up outing. Oh. 15 innings pitched. <laughs> what was it? He what? was not on a pitch count. <laughs> what was his pitch count? 15 oh, innings <laughs> shutout against the Tigers. Couple hits? Five. Oh, only five strikeouts in 15 innings. So, he, he, so you're his, saying that his defense, he made his defense work. You're saying innings. an odd four, no one said, uh, what's what's size pitch count right now? Uh, 207. Why yeah, is, he's good. Why, why, he's is, good. why is size arm hanging uh, hanging, size? hanging down uh, below, and, and his, back, below his kneecap? And back then, they were probably just rubbing like pig balm or some <laughs> weird to- tonic. Right. <laughs> you know, they didn't have anything. Just could you rub him down with some lard? A 15 inning shutout. Wow. That's fantastic. Well, it's making it never happen again. That's, yeah, right. a, that's like, you know, Kevin McGovern last night, poor Gov, you know, he's as good yes. as there ever been. But, yes. you know, you're going to have days, Brad, like that, you know. Mm-hmm. And he just, you know, the slider wasn't sharp. He's getting behind hitters and his pitch count was rising. And I was telling Caleb, who runs the Rapsodo in our, in our monitors that in the booth, and, uh, you know, he's on pace. And I was telling, uh, Andrew uh, in, in, in Q, our producer, that uh, Werdinger, that uh, I said, man, Gov's on, if he continues, he's going to pitch like 190 pitches today, mm-hmm. if this is the case, maybe, and obviously he wasn't going to. And then during the break, I went, you know, Jeff Bettinger threw like 180 in one game against the St. Paul Saints back in 96 in a playoff game. Literally, I, my eyes were bugging out then going, how can you just sustain all those pitches yep. and be effective? But then when you talk about 15 innings of Cy Young, that wasn't a deal back then. You know, <laughs> no. nobody counted pitches. You just pitched. You That's just, just the way it was. You just threw. Uh, this day in history, 1995, my guess is probably, you know, and we all know where we were. Uh, during this date, Brad, 1995, um, they asked OJ to put the gloves on and uh, in court, put on the Yes. Clubs. And thus, 95? 95 okay, on this yep. day during the trial, OJ was asked to put on a pair of gloves uh, that were said to have been worn by the killer on the night of the murders, and the gloves appeared not to fit. And from then on, we the whole, if it doesn't fit, you must it's have quit. Really, really turned that trial. But that was on this date, 1995. Man. So, that's, Man, yeah. That uh, makes me feel old. Yeah. I remember that <laughs> trial very what was well. It? 95. I was so in college. Too. 
Uh, 28, that was 28 years ago. Mm-hmm. 28 years ago. My goodness. Um, on the 25th anniversary of Michael Jordan's iconic game-winning shot, and this is what will lead us to our text club question today before we uh, roll on and get Coach on and, and John on with the with the, the sweaty ball fund, uh, the fundraiser and all that. Uh, this uh, 25th anniversary uh, of Michael Jordan's iconic game-winning shot in Game 6. Remember the 98 Finals? Yes, the Jazz. Yeah. The, the sneakers he wore one season earlier in the infamous flu game Sold for $1 million. Um, so uh, this was auctioned off. So the uh, Michael Jordan's flu game sneakers auctioned for $1.38 million. Now that was game five of the 97, right, NBA Finals. Um, but turns out he really didn't have the flu. He had what? He had food poisoning. Food poisoning. But the term, the food poisoning game doesn't quite have the catch so they, we know it as the flu game now. Yep. And uh, the 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 deal is here: the sneakers um, that Jordan wore that night have sold uh, for one point three eight million dollars. It sold an auction yesterday. Uh, he had thirty eight point seven boards, five assists, forty four minutes a night. He leads the Bulls. Then he gave his signed sneakers to Jazz ball boy Preston Truman, who'd uh, curried favor with Jordan by bringing him applesauce before games. This is not uncommon. You get a ball boy that that, that does some, you know, work. Mm-hmm. So he gave him his video and so on and so forth. Authenticity letter from Truman. Put it up for auction. Bulls went on to clinch the 97 title in six games. Truman held on to the shoes for 15 years and signed them over to, uh, to Gray Flannel Auctions in 2013. They sold for 104000 It uh, demolished uh, the record for game-worn shoes across sports. And 10 years later, those shoes, Brad, have appreciated more than 1,200%. Wow. To sell for $1.38 wow. million. Isn't that unbelievable? So that, that his flu game, so they, they were sold yesterday. Someone bought them, and, and someone obviously had $1.38 million to just go, yep, I think I'll buy those sneakers. So my question today is... The most valuable collective that you maybe have in sport or other. Uh, if Brad and I came to your home, apartment, RV, shack, wherever, and you said, hey, by the way, take a look at this. You know what those are? What? This is Jesse James' <laughs> right. rifle from, 19, yep. you know, whatever. If, if Brad and I came to your place and you showed us something of, of odd or, or unique or any kind of value, a collective that you have, what would that be? There's your text club question today. Three five two seven zero. As always, Brad, I would show you my autographed Teton Nike basketball shoes, <laughs> autographed by the Oak Ridge Boys. Thank oh, you. Very, wow. Yeah, that's yeah. random. True, true. Thank you. True that's story. Very random. <laughs> true story. Uh, we'll step aside. We got coach. I love that kind of. Kind of is this is a filter in your mind today, and you can nope. text in at three five two seven zero. Coach coming up. Uh, Perm's on their way. I uh, got a big one tomorrow. We'll talk about that. It's a busy Thursday at the Jack Michael Show at seven forty. The fan. 
I love this. Uh, I love this thing. I tell you what, if Perm Yellow Jackets were baseball were a stock, you should have bought them a little bit ago because yeah, they are they are really paying dividends. I love it. James Balcade's their head coach. I text uh, our good buddy EFF Chris Coast today. I said, "Hey, do you have James's number?" Because I knew that the boy plays for the cover. And 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 uh, Perm is getting her done. They they pick off Foley, and then yesterday they 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 defeat Fairmont, and now they've earned the right to play for the two A title. It's going to be at CHS Field. The guys are going to love that uh, coming up on uh, tomorrow at 1 o'clock. And James joins us now. Coach, congratulations so far. Uh, you got to be just uh, pleased the way the fellas are playing, Coach. Yeah, these guys are playing really well together. They've bought in. Uh, they've they probably one of the most tight-knit teams uh, I've had. Uh, I've had a lot of good ones along the way. But this team has bought in uh, to everything we've done. You know, we graduated uh, 12 seniors, seven starters last year. These guys, a lot of them were JV guys. They just bought into the entire system and, and jumped in right away this fall and uh, playing multiple sports, lifting weights, and here we are. Is it just baseball at this junker, uh, junk, uh, junket, or is it like, okay, we've beaten number you know, three, we've beaten number two, and now you got to – do those numbers mean anything, or is this truly, James, just uh, this is baseball, go on and do what you do? Baseball is baseball with these guys. Um, it's not about a number – it's interesting. Yeah, it would be great to go knock off with the number three, the number two, and then the number one. We saw Esco earlier this year. We did a two-year home and away. We went up there and saw them last year. The last uh, day, the regular season this year, they came down and saw us in Wadena. Um, they got us three to nothing. I think they were ranked maybe number one at the time in the state. So we've seen them. They've seen us. We saw each other last year. It's just It's just about baseball at this point. You know, looking at you and looking at Faustin in the Class A final as well, uh, having two teams and and I maybe the fact that you were unseated, you know, I I kind of contend that maybe teams up our direction maybe aren't getting quite the respect maybe statewide in Minnesota. Do you guys feel that way, or did it really matter? Um, I don't think it really mattered when all was said and done. I liked our bracket, I liked our seating. Um, you know, when push comes to shove, you got to beat everybody. Um. Yeah, I, I would say sometimes there's a bias in the in the north versus the south, and and they don't realize that we play really good baseball up here as well. But I think as a community, we uh, we get respected from the baseball side for the most part. Sometimes it's just uh, a lack of knowledge. And uh, now that you see us a few years in a row and realize what we're doing, uh, we can play baseball up here too. Oh, great, B. I was going to say, uh, so you had to go extra innings. You tie it in the seventh against Foley, and then Evan Kovash – Six and two thirds. Did you did that kind of adjust how you had to uh, kind of look at your pitching staff going forward, or knowing that's like you know what I got to win this one, and then we'll we'll worry about uh, games two and three after that. Yeah, game one was the most important one right there on the spot. That game in the moment is the one. So you just got to go to your next guy. He would have had game two, you know, uh, yesterday. You know, the second game of the playoffs, which would have been yesterday. I had to throw him in there because you never know how far you're going to go. Right. We win, we win that one in the eighth and he's under 30 pitches. Great. He comes back yesterday, but you got to go win the one at hand. So yeah, it bumped our, our number two pitcher had to pitch day one. Our three pitcher had to go yesterday. Now we go to our fourth starter. Um, we've developed pitching depth all year long and, and within our program across all of our grade levels. So I think we're comfortable with where we're at. James Bonke joining us, head coach of the uh, of Perm. They're facing Esco tomorrow, 1 p.m. for the 2A championship. And as you mentioned with uh, the other local teams, Brad, that are that are making a run. I'm curious, Coach, because during the course of a year, um, maybe you have those that, 
and you talked about some of the guys you've graduated, so you talk about guys stepping up. But you have guys that you lean on to lead and produce, and those are the guys that you just expect to be there. Others maybe have, have surprised you, their maturation through the course of a season or from year to year that help you win it, because it takes all of that. And you mentioned you mentioned Evan and, and, and some of the guys that you go out there. Talk about, uh, for those that, that aren't familiar with the team, you know, a couple of the, the guys that, that fit those roles for you that have either stepped up, maybe matured in front of your eyes, or the ones maybe you count on to, to produce every game. Well, you got a, a Ben Shemansky who's been a starter his sophomore year. Always, you know, he caught almost every game uh, sophomore year, junior year. This year he's gotten to mix in at catcher and first base, staggering uh, staggering his start. Um, Blaze Schmidt started for us every game last year. Um you know, those guys, they return. Evan Kovash came up from the JV at the end down the stretch and started a bit last year for us. But then you go to that next that next wave of guys. We have two sophomores in Seth Erbach and, and uh, Ashton Detloff, and Detloff's our, you know, our left-handed pitcher. Those are sophomores that stepped right into the mix. Um, we have a senior, Austin Schmelz, who in, has embraced every single role, and he's got the ball tomorrow on the bump. Uh, he's going to go pitch for us in the in the state championship game. He's a senior. Um, kind of a third baseman most of his career. He's embraced the fact that he's been an, a right fielder, second baseman all year long, sometimes a DH. He started every game. He's emerged as a leader vocally in the dugout, leading by example. That one, that's a really big, uh, that's a really big one for a senior to just step in and, and show that he can play anywhere and just be willing to be a team player. And then you got, you know, you got a lot of guys like Connor Colleton and Brock Melgard who, uh, They've just they've sometimes been in the outfield. Depends on if Schmel's pitches, who's hurt, who's not hurt, who needs a day off. Um, all of a sudden, now in the state, they're in the starting lineup every day. Uh, we have our shortstop gamble by out with an injury, um, so the other guys just stepped up. And even though I wasn't a starter in the, you know, sometimes in the previous year, and all of a sudden in the state tournament. When the spotlight's on, you're an everyday starter. So that's really good. How about that? And he just described, you know, what it is about a team, and, and it's not a shock that, that they are where they are right now. I got one more quick one then, Brad, obviously, if you have anything. But uh, CHS Field, you know, a field is a field is a field, I guess. A stadium is a stadium is a stadium. Or is it coached? Do you let them uh, soak it in? Or maybe you guys, maybe you've taken them and played it at, at bigger venues. You know, I know you're at, at, at Dick Putts in St. Cloud, but uh, is a stadium a stadium a stadium? Or are you going to let them soak it in there for a little bit? Well, we can go, uh, what is it, uh, movie Hoosiers, when uh, the coach brings them to the big town and he measures out the court and measures that at 10 feet. You know, at 90-foot bases or 90-foot bases, 60 feet, 6 inches, 60 feet, 6 inches. Maybe the fences are a little deep, little deeper. Um, other than that, it's baseball, right? The game still has to be played the same way. So to me, baseball is baseball, whether we're home at Kruger Field, playing somewhere around the neighborhood or uh, at CHS, we're going to go play it. You know, your your playoff run's been really interesting. You, you're no stranger to extra inning games. You had an 11 inning game with DGF. You had one with East Grand Forks. Even the Barnesville game early in the playoff run, you, you had to fight through them. So this is... Uh, the state tournament's just kind of been an extension of what you've dealt with pretty much the uh, the entire postseason. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we we kind of had a run of a lot of big scores and ten run games in the in a lot of our season playoffs. Obviously, you're going to see everybody's best pitchers. We're playing good ball in tight uh, games, a lot of one run, two run games, extra inning games. These guys are just resilient. They're they're not quitting. Uh, we had a longtime legend coach here, uh, Howie Kangas passed away this last week we're kind of playing some for Howie because he's he's given a lot of these guys and myself life lessons so it's just been a great run 
of never giving up and just keep fighting. That is really well put. Uh, James, we're going to let you get going. And, and on another note, because we've mentioned some teams, right? You just mentioned DGF and yep. the Fostons and East Grands and all this. You know, Perm, Perm is a great community. I, I've had an opportunity to go in there and take a look at, like, the school is just phenomenal. I was watching a volleyball game. Well, the Hive, man. I mean, That's, man, uh, alive terrific. is that. But Perm has got a nice history. Good athletes, good student athletes, James, that have come out of Perm. It's it's a, and, and I know that this year's team is this year's team, but Boy, that, there's been some quiet, really good players, boys and girls, that have come out of this uh, town of Perm. Absolutely. Um, you know, kind of the, the school, I don't know, motto or slogan, if you will, is School of Champions. And that's not meant to be in- egotistical, but the, the people in this community uh, embrace everything that happens, whether it's robotics or sports or whatever it might be, youth, uh, you know, boys and girls club. The community backs us. We believe in our kids as being champions in life, um, and and we just want to send them out into the world with that mentality, whether they're stars on the athletic uh, field or not. Um, so that school of champions really, really sticks with these kids, and I truly believe in it myself. Yeah, great stuff. I'm glad we had a chance to, to take you away. Uh, you're probably thinking, oh, great. I get one day to maybe rest a little bit and devise some stuff, and now i got to no. go on. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, no, I was in. I was in charge of summer school this morning from 8 to noon, and now I'm headed over uh, our junior region, which is our 15- and 16-year-olds that aren't on varsity. They got practice at 1 o'clock, so i got to go run that for an hour or two. Yeah. And then uh, varsity. we got varsity batting practice at 3, and the bus rolls at 3.30. So, no, I wasn't going to get uh, much time <laughs> off. So, five, five minutes to talk to you guys or 10 minutes is actually probably the break I needed. That's fantastic. <laughs> you know, and, and, and James is so humble. He's talking about all the players and all that. those guys stepped up. It, it takes leaders, too, from from uh, coaches and assistants like TJ Super and, and really a community that gets it done. So, James, best of luck. Uh, win or lose. Hopefully the guys go out there and just have a little fun, do what they've been doing their whole summer, and then we'll see where the chips fall. James, go get them. Thanks for the time today. Thank you. You got it. James Mulkay joining us uh, today on The Fan, uh, head coach of Perm. <laughs> There's life of like a teacher. And Brad, you know, you oh, have instructors in your family. Yes, yes. Summer school in the morning, batting practice <laughs> at 1, jump on a bus and drive to St. Paul at 3, coach a championship game yep. tomorrow, get back on the bus, maybe get a little Cane's chicken That's on the right. way back. Stopping and then, at St. Cloud and go to Cane's. Then, <laughs> then he goes back to maybe summer school teaching. The kids go off to a pool and have fun in the I summer. Know, I don't know if he's coaching Legion Ball or oh, something lead, like that. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Legion, yeah. <laughs> it just perpetuates going on. But good stuff. And, and, and just you can hear in James' voice, you know, the energy and, and what he's, uh, you know, giving in there. So all those teams, I'm glad we had a chance to promote that today on the fan, which we do. And uh, the, the, the region sports theater got a lot of high school events that we cover. So go get them up. We come back, a special cause. How maybe you can help? Uh, what do you need to know on, on, on various things when it comes to that? Uh, the Shreddy Ball uh, uh, fundraiser and, and event happening. Uh, we'll have John McLaughlin talk a little bit about this. I think it's in its seventh or eighth uh, run on this, but we'll, we'll get more information on that. And then, Brad, the text club question today, 35270, and I mentioned the quote-unquote flu game sneakers Michael Jordan wore sold for over $1.3 million yesterday. If Brad and I came to your place and you were going to show us something unique that you've collected or have, wait a minute, guys, take a look at this. This is blank. What would that blank be? And I know we have a couple that have flown in today. Is there something about Brett Favre? There was one. Brett Favre, Mark Tremere signed a football at the Pro Bowl. Nice. Uh, 2000 playoff contenders, Tom Brady autograph. 
Nice. Uh, team signed ball using the 87 series. I'm assuming that's the Twins. Twins, I bet you. Uh, 2000 Leaf Metal Draft Picks Josh Allen autograph. Hmm. Autograph card, I'm guessing. Mine, of course, was the Oak Ridge Boys signing my tea time basketball. Uh, <laughs> it's ironic because I've got my Dale Murphy Braves T-shirt on today. Oh, um, didn't even know that, Brad. Murph, uh, Murph, when he uh, when he was here, right? Um, I had an old Dale Murphy Rawlings glove that he signed for me. That's yeah, and what a tremendous human being. Yeah, stopped by. Yeah, that, that that and Dale Murphy was, you know. Yeah. That's oh. that that's uh, that's one I will cherish. That's that's uh, he was he was my uh, he was my guy growing up. That's good stuff. Uh and it could be odd. Obviously, obviously. <laughs> Oak Ridge Boys tennis shoe. Come on. I mean, uh, but so whether it's anything or anything, we'll take it all today on the text club at 35270. Quick timeout back with more. It's a Thursday edition Red Hawks in action tonight against Kansas City. Jake Dykoff, uh, the rookie going out there for the Hawks tonight. Brandon Finnegan, a Triple A guy, former big leaguer pitching for Kansas City. That's at Newman. Twins starting a series tonight against Detroit. More next on 740 The Fan. Seven forty, the fan, the fifth largest daytime signal in the country. That's why it's nice to use this platform in uh, what we call the Jack Michaels Power Hour. Brad Anderson, Jack Michaels in studio. That's why we like to use this platform to highlight what we just did. Local teams that are doing some big things, and then uh, events that uh, we like to draw attention to. and And for years, we certainly have in talking with John McLaughlin and then I think Scott Rosenfeld also joining him today. Uh, so it's nice we get two for the price of one uh, today, and we're talking about. Uh, the Schwetty uh, events, Schwetty uh, uh, Balls Charity Golf, and uh, John is here to and, and and Scott to obviously shed some more light on this year's event. John, how are you doing, buddy? Oh, I'm doing great, Jack. Thanks for having us on. You bet, Scott. Good to hear your voice. I think you can hear me okay. Yep. No, you're coming in clear. Absolutely, boy. The magic of magic of what we couldn't do oh, 20, 30 years ago. Man. I mean, that's no. just oh, that's just that's. <laughs> That's a, fantastic. Uh, so, uh, John or Scott, I mean, take a peek at this. But John, before you know, people are like, "Okay, what's this all about?" Yes, that's it's, it's it's catchy. And I said earlier, it's catchy for a reason when we talk about Schwetty Balls fundraiser because boom, it's 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 for this cause. But get, take us to the genesis here, John, and 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 help us understand the origin and and the reasons of why this has become what it's become. Well, well, yes, it started out initially as a uh, uh, golf tournament for my birthday uh, weekend, and uh, some friends of mine said, well, you know, this is kind of, you know, it's kind of grown even your little birthday event. Uh, let's make a charity event out of it. And uh, one year I ended, I called it the Sweaty Balls Golf Tournament, and, mm-hmm. and we've kind of taken it from there. It's uh, Every year we've grown. We uh, sell out earlier and earlier every year. Uh, our our fundraising efforts, uh, we have more people that are volunteering and we have more sponsors that are getting involved. Uh, it, it's, it's just been fabulous. Uh, we do really good things, too. We've helped a lot of families uh, that are dealing with cancer, and, and the stories are, well, they're just amazing. They're a little heartwarming, a little heartbreaking, mm-hmm. but they're, they're amazing stories. I don't know, and you. I don't know there's a person, certainly within our voices, that haven't been affected some way by it and testicular cancer and maybe are, are there some eye-opening numbers that maybe we're not aware of as first of all as men or just as anybody about testicular cancer guys well there's you know the thing of it is, is i uh testicular cancer it even though it is rare 
it's 100% curable, but there is one, one young man that, that passes away in the United States every day from testicular cancer, and it's totally avoidable. Uh, anyway, it, it, it's, that needs to be zero. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And, and the, what just jumped out to me was, uh, I believe you said 100% curable, John, with I'm, I'm assuming the oh, early... Almost. It, it's almost 100%. Er, early curable. detection, it's that's early what we're talking detection. about? Yeah, early detection yeah. probably. Yeah. Yes, correct. Um, yeah, because it, it, we don't hear it as much. You know, we don't hear that as much. And and certainly, I think, and I'm not sure if, if is that what Lance Armstrong, uh, so, I mean, we hear some stories, maybe if a, a celebrity has it, it's oh. out there, right? But we don't hear, you know, like how you guys have, have raised awareness uh, through this function, right? That is correct. Yeah, John Cruck, you, you, uh, oh, Brian yeah, Pickle, sure. I mean, uh, uh, what is it, Tony, the comedian Green? I mean, there, there, there's a, a host of, of celebrities that have been afflicted with this disease, and uh, like, like all cancers. But, but yeah, uh, uh, awareness is huge. You know, uh, back in the years, you remember the breast cancer awareness. Well, mm-hmm. look at what the NFL football has, and sports in general has done with with uh, breast cancer. And you know, the the awareness we, I think we can extrapolate that that it's making a difference. That uh, uh, breast cancer is getting, well, the, the mortality rates with it are, are far less than they used to be. And I have to believe that awareness has something to do with that. Now, this event is coming up at the Meadows. That's where I, I shot my first 130 at the Meadows. Yeah, I've, I've, I've cut that down. <laughs> to about Found the water a couple times at Lynx course. I love the I love that course. But uh, take us through the event, and, and, and if there's still availabilities for sponsorships, perhaps, or or how people can uh, can donate to the cause or, or help be a factor in, in making people aware. Uh, so, John or Scott, uh, take us through some of the the events for this year well we have obviously we have the, the tournament is sold out but, but there still are some sponsorships available uh our, our website is sweatyballscharitygolf.com uh our email address is care at sweaty.org uh you know get involved uh, uh we need more volunteers uh, uh, we have a great group of people and that you know it, it's Having empathy for for cancer is real easy because, like you said, we all mm. probably have had a family member, a friend that has dealt with cancer. And anyway, it, uh, you see some of the things that that we do with our with our fundraising proceeds. It's it's pretty amazing. The gift of giving, Jack, is is an amazing thing. Makes you it, it, it it's it's interesting how giving as much as you're helping others. It's funny, isn't it, John and and Scott, that it actually turns out twice as more rewarding for the giver, correct? Yeah, that is true. See, if you wouldn't mind, we do have an event uh, called uh, uh, Sweaty Cares, Mm -hmm. which is going to be August 17th at at Cellar 624. And we we do this after the Sweaty, so we, we will know how much money we will have raised. But we're... People can nominate anybody, and it's anybody local that is dealing with cancer. We have money that we can help with. So please do so. Uh, email email us, care at sweaty.org. Okay, I'm going to write that down so we can get the care at sweaty. Now, by the way, in case you're unfamiliar how to spell sweaty, but there is an SC in there, so that's S-C-H-W-E-T-T-Y, so care at sweaty.org. Dot org, and you could drop that uh, that email in a line to the guys, and and uh, that's fantastic. 
That's fantastic. That is that is that is really good. I, I got to tell you, and we talk about this every time we, we get together. Uh, there is something about the name. It, it draws attention, which I think is ingenious to take uh, what you got going as a little get together and turn this into such a charity. But Shwetty, I can't even imagine how many smiles and Shwetty, you know, that kind of thing. That, that's part of it. I mean, it, it, it's ingenious, really, to tell you the truth. Well, that is that is true. I mean, cancer is is a you know it's a, it's a dark subject. So if you can add a little lightness to it and right. a little humor to it, I think uh, I think that's a good thing. Yeah, I do too. I I, I certainly do too. Uh, fellas, go out there and just keep doing what you're doing. I I don't see this event not happening. You know, so throughout the year, if there's anything we can do certainly on 740 The Fan uh, to get that word out. John, you've got my information, and uh, man, go out there and. And keep making a difference. Keep making an impact. Keep making that awareness happen, and, and hopefully we can really eradicate uh, the uh, 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 testicular cancer, which, as he said, you know, if not 100%, certainly early detection uh, minimizes so much. So, John, Scott, thank you. Go out there. Uh, give it heck, and we'll, we'll keep spreading the word. Thank you. Thank you, Jack. Appreciate Thanks, Jack. it. You got it. Thanks, guys. Uh, John, John McLaughlin, Scott Rosenfeld joining us today. The Sweaty Balls Charity Golf Tournament, which is happening June 30th at the Meadows. There's still opportunities for sponsorships if you or your company to get involved in that. And as he just said, if you have someone that maybe is in need of a boost, a little bit of help. You know, cancer, you know, it's one thing with the medical bills that there's that part of, of that if you've had to go through that. Obviously, those are astronomical things. But there's other things, you know, maybe a, a dollar or two for a hotel stay or to visit, things like mm-hmm. that, to help ease that. So if you want to email, if, if that's someone that's affected in, in, in your life, as he said, drop an email to care at sweaty.org. And that's C-H-W-E-T-T-Y, care at sweaty.org. And drop them a line and say, you know what, I've, we've been affected in our family and, and it's getting a little tight and tough and we can't make it. You know, whatever it is. So good. We'll get that, uh, we'll get that done. It's good. And those guys got you. Those are two. Just hearing them talk, a couple guys you'd hang out with right there, isn't no, it? I'd say so, yeah. Right? You know? Yeah, good stuff. Uh, we mentioned a busy uh, couple of days uh, here. Tomorrow, Corey Provost will be talking twins. They've got a, uh, they got Sonny Gray tonight against Boyd. Matt Boyd going for Detroit. And uh, maybe they can, you know, they just took two out of three from the week in Toronto. Just took two out of two from Milwaukee. You know, so they've won four of their last five. Got a four-game series. Brad, you and I were talking. Mm-hmm. You know, again, the season doesn't end tomorrow. But, boy, if you can start uh, getting teams at the right time and playing the right kind of baseball at the right time against the right particular team, yep. they got a chance here. Well, you know, starting with bit. the Milwaukee series, at 25 games before the All-Star break. You have, counting them up here, 16 at home. Um, so, I mean, it's. Granted, you got you got to go to Baltimore. You got to go to Atlanta. Two pretty sure. good teams. You got six of the Orioles home and uh, home and away. But uh, in that stretch, twenty five, you can go fifteen and ten. Can you play six hundred ball? No. You know what that that would uh, that was that should widen the gap for you. You in would the, think uh, American League Central yeah, make it a little little less, you know, tense where you don't have to string off eight of ten down mm-hmm. the line and all that. Right. Um, the other thing I throw out today: the Oakland Athletics have cleared a pretty big hurdle. For their planned relocation to Las Vegas, the uh, Nevada legislature gave final approval yesterday to public funding for a portion of a uh, proposed $1.5 billion stadium with a retractable roof. So they've 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 given the, the the green light now. There's more mm-hmm. hurdles, but that's a big hurdle uh, there for the re- potential relocation. Are you going to that. oversaturate that market? 
They want to be this. They want to be this this mecca and melting pot of everything that is entertainment and sports. I mean, totally. granted, it, it it would definitely it, it's a it's a tourist town, a tourist yeah. city, but I'm just wondering if there is the if there's enough in that I city that's word. not tourism that can support it. I loved your word, the the saturation word. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and sometimes something gets so big that something else fails. You know, right. something drops. Mm-hmm. And as opposed to just being this 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 destination and and I know people that have, have places there now. My uncle was a minister outside of life. Good work, by the way, minister outside of Los Angeles. Sure, yeah. I played Uncle Jeff <laughs> yep. in over to Nevada, but uh, back then it used to just be go out there and uh, you know throw a couple of coins in a in right. a thing if that's your deal. The one armed bandits there, and then yep. uh, you go out there. Maybe a, you know Las Vegas Stars used to be there. The Padres' dad took us down and yep. watched some minor yep. league ball. So it was kind of a cute little thing down there. And you're right. Now it's just this this just unbelievable, and they want everything, and they want to be everything to yep. everybody. Could it be? Well, I think now that the gambling thing has, because that was always, I think, the issue before, is like they just didn't want to have Vegas involved because of gambling. Well, gambling is with DraftKings and everything else has just sprouted up. So that's not, that horse went out of the barn years ago. So now it doesn't, I don't know if it really matters yeah, at this point. Uh, so. But, I mean, it's not, you know, Clark County down there and everybody thinks of it. It has changed over the years. I mean, it, it's changed over the years a little, a little more, bit. A little more family-friendly. Yeah, uh, kind of that that kind of stuff. So it, it's, you know, I can't speak ill of it. I know some people. But anyway, yeah, it's a great word used, though, saturation. Um, unique autographs that you would show me and Brad if we came to your All right. place. We have uh, Roger Maris signed baseball and a 5 by 7 of him hitting number 61. Could you imagine? That's a cool one. Guys, come on over here. Take a peek at that. You know what that And then wow, Almost like in the Sandlot when he used baby baby somebody, baby, you know, played ball with his right. baby autograph ball. That's a great one. Uh, Texter says, I sold BMWs in the 90s in Orlando. Sold many cars to Magic players. Have a Shaq signed Size twenty two Reebok. So there we go. That's there we that's go. That's nice. That's very. That's good. a good. They had signed the twenty. Sign the shoe. Yep. Uh, let's see here. I have an autograph Red Hawks hat from Dan Gladden when he was a part of the original ownership. Takes us group. right back to nineteen ninety six and five. It going into it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Chicago Bulls autograph. Scotty Pippen, Will Purdue. Nice. B.J. Armstrong. Yes. D- Dickie Simpkins. Yes. Uh, Celtics autographs. Dennis Johnson. ML Carr. Oh, yeah. D. Brown. Yeah. Xavier McDaniel. Tommy Heinsohn. Tommy Heinsohn. That must have been Tommy was a broadcaster. Yep, Purvis Ellison. Never nervous. Blue Edwards and Jimmy Rogers. That's a fantastic text right there. Wow. That's that's some good stuff <laughs> that's right a, there. That's a collectible. I do have a, I forgot about this, and it's probably in, it's probably buried in, in a box in the garage. Yep. Um, my grandpa uh, ran a hardware store, ran a coast to coast in Milner, and coast he used to, to go to, uh, he used to go to these conventions every year, and he, where he, if it was Houston or New Orleans, one of those years, he went to Houston and New Orleans and Orange County and all these places, but he got an autographed picture of Terry Bradshaw. Oh, Terry Bradshaw was speaking for, I think he was just got, he just gotten out of playing, and I think he was just starting in broadcasting, and he was, uh, he was a rep for Conoco. Conical oil, yeah, and uh, yes, and I, there's a pic. I've got yeah, an autographed well, picture, Terry Bradshaw. That's fantastic. Yeah. It, was he did he have all one. the hair back then? At that yeah, time, he was, he was bald he... then too. So, <laughs> and he hadn't quite, uh, yeah, he hadn't quite turned into kind of the cartoon character he is now on television. So, I've got a T-shirt signed by JoJo Starbuck.
No, anyway, wasn't yeah. she married to Terry? Uh, yes, yeah, that, that <laughs> didn't quite work out. Back I like your 1970s. Dale Murphy shirt. I uh, the story on my. Uh, I told Brad. I know we're we're late here and we gotta go, but I was coaching with with my man Putty Aduce. Uh, we were uh, coaching a thirteen year old Babe Ruth tournament in Fargo, North Dakota. We came over from Williston with the kids, and I was a young, you know, little league coach. Or, and we played a tournament in Fargo. It was during the state fair, and there was a tornado warning. In, uh, in the city of Fargo back then. And so we were staying at the hotel that rhymes with uh, Monaday Men. Okay, we're at the Holiday Inn. Anyway, so I'm, I'm at the Holiday Inn and my door's open because, you know, kids running around, you want to make sure you keep your eye on the team. Don't, no malfeasance going on. So I had the door open. <laughs> I told Brad, I'm sitting in my hotel room and there's like a, some tornado warnings. So everything is kind of. And I look out my door and walking down the hall and I'm like, that guy looks like one of the Oak Ridge boys. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, why would that? You know, I didn't put two and two together at all. The, the fair was in the, And the second guy looked like the Oom Papa guy. And I went, now that guy looks like the deep-voiced yep. Mau Mau dude. That looks like the other. The William Lee Golden's well, that that, I think it was uh, Joe. And then the guy with the beard. Yeah. He was the third one. I went, that's the Oak Ridge boys. And I ran out of my bed and I'm like, what do I find? I got they got I can't I, I can't autograph like the soap from the hotel. I really had no, <laughs> you know, I had nothing on me. So I pulled my sneaker off and I was at UND Williston basketball and I pulled my high top off and I'm like, I ran down the hall, one shoe on, one shoe off, going, guys, guys, could you sign this? And they signed my Teton Fantastic. Nike. Signed the Oak Ridge boys on my shoe. And I don't know where that is. I think it's back at the house in Williston. So there you go. So you can keep those coming in at 35270. Yes, Brad and I will look at those and uh, dish them out tomorrow, too. Stick around. Common Man is coming up next. Thank you to John uh, today. Uh, John McLaughlin and Scott Rosenfeld joining us today. Uh, to Coach Mulkey, good luck to Perm. James, uh, to you and your team uh, tomorrow against ESCO at CHS Field. That's a two-way title game at uh, 1 o'clock tomorrow. Red Hawks tonight, got to get one. Red Hawks tonight at Newman, come on out. And Twins against Tigers and KFGO. The Common Man is coming up next on 740 The Fan and 107.3 FM. We are KNFL.